This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. My guest this week has travelled all the way from Melbourne on Alan Eyre, the lucky cow. She started her career as a child actor. She then became a pop star. And more recently, she has designed her own fashion range and become the host of the UK's first ever gay dating show, I Kissed a Boy. Tighten your seatbelts, deep throat your paninis. It's the fabulous Danny Minogue. This is the final boarding call for Danny Minogue. This is the final boarding call for Danny Minogue. Danny Minogue, Danny, this is the final boarding call for Danny. Danny, where is my Danny? Thank you. Thank you for flying, Alan Eyre. My pleasure. My pleasure, cute uniform. Thank you. I like a bumless trouser. Um, <laughs> speaking of bumless trousers. Speaking segue, of segue, chaps. Segue. I loved I Kissed a Boy. It was oh, so good. I'm so glad you did like it because, you know, it was kind of nerve-wracking. Mm. Are we going to make something because it's never been done before that people are going to be happy with, you know, yeah. and you know that you can't please everyone no. but we damn well tried yeah and um casting was great you look fabulous thank you the soundtrack was just the oh my best. god the how soundtrack. amazing was the soundtrack the soundtrack isn't it incredible what a difference that can make and then somebody who's watching the shows mm. put one together on spotify yeah. of all the tracks, and I often just put that on and listen to yeah, it. It's all killer, no filler, Danny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Now, I was really pleased with it, and I'm going to let you into a secret. It was yeah. the same with RuPaul's Drag Race. Everyone said, you got to watch, you got to watch. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it, a load of gays and all that. And I was like that with RuPaul's Drag Race. I didn't want to be a stereotype. Yeah. I know me, a stereotype. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have thought it. And um, <laughs> and. I watched it, Narupal Doggers, and I got addicted to it like the whole world did. And I got yeah. addicted with this. And what I loved about it, it was the casting. You yeah. know, all these gay men who look so confident, just riddled with insecurities. And it was emotional. And it was, yeah, I just, I just thought it was amazing. The funny thing is, like, the boys had even more to them. Like, there's only so much that's going to come up while they're together in that combination of, of guys, but there was nothing forced with it. No. If, if they didn't have a conversation about something, then it wasn't there. What I loved after the show was 
with the amount of support from media and podcasts and stuff, we got to hear a little bit more from them. And I think their confidence level by then was at a stage where they could kind of sit down and talk to people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I said to them, it's such a big responsibility Mm. to be the first cast of this, you know, first ever gay dating show. Yeah. All eyes are on you. Yeah, yeah. You got from overnight. And did you lose followers when you did it? Uh, there was, was the most, bait? no, there were the most hilarious comments from some people saying, well, now I am unfollowing you. And I thought, what did you not get from every Mardi Gras I've done, every Pride <laughs> event, every charity bit of work that I've done? It was this show that tipped you over the well, edge. Yeah, I don't hold the front page, Danny loves the gays. I mean. But, but funnily enough, it's like some people had a comfort zone in that, they can see you dressed up in a sparkly dress singing at a Pride or whatever, but two guys actually kissing yeah. on TV and then we were obviously making it for BBC Three but then BBC One played it. So mm. I was like, wow, this has the opportunity to go into yeah. a lot of households yeah. that it's going to start conversations or yeah. fights, you know. I don't oh, know, yeah, but, yeah. Um, it, it would be divisive, I'm, mm. I'm sure, in... A few but that's good families, though, isn't it? and that's what groundbreaking telly is, and it is you've got to ruffle a few feathers, and yeah. But it was also good that you know it's on the streaming, so it gives access for people who really want to get the information, want to see it, yeah, but can't in their household or whatever. Yes, that's a good idea. So yes. um, I loved it that the streaming went out mm. before the TV program because imagine if you're a young kid, yeah. And you're thinking, I am gay, but I haven't said anything to my parents. Yeah. That is a imagine bit of a giveaway. Them, that is a giveaway. But if you're sitting there with your mum and dad, can I just pop, I kissed a boy on? No, but imagine the parents <laughs> are thinking, well, this could be a way to talk about it. And they say to you, why don't we sit down and watch this together? Yeah. If that was me, I would have rather seen it first so I knew what was yeah, coming. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was actually cool and hopefully, you know, that'll happen again next series. Yeah. I had a soft spot for Ollie. I didn't think much of his fashion choices, to be honest. I mean, how tight were those shorts? How I don't think a man tight. should have a camel toe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a, a Ken doll. He was like just kept giving with these outfits. And I just love how sort of kind of normcore Ben was and yeah. – you know, the different personalities are rubbing great. each other up. It was, it was good. Great casting, great casting. Now you're doing I Kissed a Girl. Yeah. Are you going to be, you know, peeling back some stereotypes like you did with the gay men? I mean, are they all going to be? It's, it's, well, it's how been. How can I put this? <laughs> no, it's been, well, everybody, I think, has a different idea. God, I'm going to cancel myself. <laughs> now, the whole spectrum, there will be femme, butch. There will be. A whole spectrum of girls and I think it, it, that'll be a game changer because even if we have in our minds, you know, oh, well, this is what I think is a stereotype of a lesbian, we all might think something very differently. Yeah. Because if you're asking a straight guy that watches a lot of porn, his <laughs> idea of a lesbian might be different from somebody who's front row at, yeah. you know, the, the Mardi Gras parade in the Dykes and Bikes go past. Yeah. So, um you know, it's yeah. really diverse and I think we just need to show these yeah. people, real yeah. people looking for love and um, 
Yeah. It, it's, Have you learned anything? Is there any words you learned? Oh, my God, Alan. Uh, it's like a dictionary I've got now <laughs> of, of words that I've learned, yeah. stuff that's going on. <laughs> I love it. I find it fascinating. <laughs> so one of the words which I didn't know uh, was pillow princess. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> I, I just thought, okay, it's probably just me. I'm the only one who doesn't know. So do you know what a pillow princess is? I don't know what a pillow princess no, is. No, don't know. No, no idea. I mean, this is just tell us. one of the words. Like there's a glossary. <laughs> don't leave I've, us hanging, Danny. I know. <laughs> well, what do you think it is? What? <laughs> is it? Oh, I don't know, someone who likes to lie in. You're close. You're oh my close. God, uh, you're close. Yeah. Uh, she's a girl who just likes to lay back and she doesn't do anything. She's a receiver, oh, right. not a doer. Okay. Pillow princess. Oh, just lays back and then let everyone else let the strap under the talking. Let let the fun begin. <laughs> Because it's funny how things have come because of my friend up in Manchester, this is years ago, I was telling her about tops and bottoms and versatile. Yeah. And I remember having a dinner party with gay friends and she said, so, who's the top? Oh. And it was like, oh. <laughs> you know, tumbleweed. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, Hayley, you don't ask people, they <laughs> tell you. But she was fascinated by it. She'd never really thought about it. Yeah. But look at, and I kissed a boy, people just mentioned it. I'm a top, I'm a bottom, I'm versatile. Yeah, because, I mean, I, this is going to shock you, I've been around a lot of gays, but um, <laughs> but the boys don't talk around me the way that they're going to talk when they're just yeah. hanging out, just them, right? So there was a lot of stuff that came up that I was like, oh, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, and no. it was... Yeah, it, it was educational <laughs> for me. So I, I had... Um, made uh, a, a drag queen name for myself by the end of filming series one and my drag queen name was Morgay by the day because I was just like, I thought I knew a lot of stuff yeah. but clearly I didn't. So, and, you know, with the girls I think it would be even more because like they are saying themselves it's it's kind of more underground, more secretive and... Yeah. You know, it shouldn't have to be, but I think, you know, shows like this will maybe help change that. And you know what lesbians are like? By the last episode, they'll have got a house together, a load of cats. I know. Playing tennis, you with, know. That. With the boys, we're like, you know, are any of them going to, you know, still be together? You know, and halfway that's through, the one hope. of them was going, well, Manchester is a long, long way, way away. Away. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All crew on board today will be wearing bumless trousers. If you don't like it, then all the bigots can exit the flight here, here and here without a parachute. This is an inclusive flight. Thank you. So listen, this is a travel podcast. Yeah. Well, I kissed a boy, a Masseria. Now, I only found that word out when I went to Puglia earlier this year. Now, oh, did the you Masseria. Get... Yeah, yeah, Masseria. I didn't know what it was. And so did you have time to go and visit the area or when you were there? I had a bit of a look around yeah. and uh, it, it's just beautiful. Mm. I mean, the parts that are like sort of farmland have these um, thousand-year-old olive trees yeah. and I, I just love the beauty of it. And mm. then little towns like Ostuni, it's mm. just it's called the White City and you mm. just walk. Uh, everything is beautiful. Mm. Um, 
it's taken off as a huge tourism thing now. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so you have to get in there quick before it's completely yeah. changed. It's it's quite gorgeous. Because I'm doing a show of Amanda Holden and I am absolutely ballooned. I mean, pasta, pasta, pasta. Oh, my God. I, mean, I didn't have a pasta Did dish have... until the last day of filming because I thought <laughs> once I get the taste for it, yeah, it's going to be yeah. so good. No, so I just didn't go near it. But the thing is, you get your, I'm quite a snob. You pull up at these places and you got like, you know, that the plastic tablecloths and the plastic chair and I'm grabbing my pearls going, oh, my God, what a dump. Yeah. But, of course, it's the na- nonna in the background, yeah. isn't it, making it's this the delicious real deal. pasta. Oh, and this pesto. I love those places oh where it's God. just... So charming, so lovely. Yeah. Hello, I'm Charles Brandreth. What's the very first thing you remember? That's the question I'll be asking my famous and fascinating guests in Rosebud, my new podcast about first memories and first experiences. My first memory is handing my Auntie Muriel a piece of turd. Other guests include Dame Judi Dench, Alison Hammond and Rory Stewart. Download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. So you commute, don't you, from Melbourne? (laughs) Are you mad? So, when uh, <laughs> when I left London, this is about 12 years ago, um, I had said I didn't want to, you know, be doing that commute because it's like the longest commute you can yeah. do. It's yeah. hard. Um, and here I am again. I'm Yes, I'm, I'm living in Melbourne. How do you cope with that flight, though? How do you cope with it? You have to have a stopover, don't you? Yeah, so the flight I did stopped in Perth. So I fly to the other side of the country that I live in and then <laughs> it's a just direct to London. Yeah. It used to be 19 and a half hours before you got out of yeah. that plane. It's now just under 17. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Every little helps so, doesn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time to be, you know, when you think about it, you're like, okay, we're in this bit of metal. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, they were yeah. just hurtling through the sky. Oh. And then I had a stopover when I came back in Doha, you know, when all that anti-gay stuff was happening. And I mean, I was butching myself up, going around the duty-free, <laughs> buying a Toblerone. I thought, Alan, this is not the time to squeal. <laughs> you need to stop mincing now. But can you? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I think you It's like have... telling the tide to go back. I can't. You would have had to just fake a, a sore leg or something. <laughs> I was like seeing some perfume and I was sort of spraying it quite manly. You know, normally I'd stick it straight on the wrist. But I was like, yeah. Yeah, darling, Donny <laughs> Jupe. <laughs> so what kind of holidays do you go on? Have you ever gone on a holiday and been a bit of a slag? Have you ever had one of those holidays? No, I've been. What? I've no, Danny. no. It no, it's not my thing. No, no, no. What's the most raucous you've been on on holiday? Karaoke, Congo. <laughs> I think you know Skinny back in dipping. back in the days, Ibiza was you know that yeah. was fun because yeah. you know friends who were DJing and running clubs mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you can go anywhere you want at any time. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, but holidays now for me, um, if it was just me, I'd yep. be just 
laying down by a beach with a cocktail and just swimming. Yeah. But I have a 13-year-old son, so yeah. we've got to choose holidays 13. that have, you know, stuff yeah. that he wants to do. So yeah. it's kind of like roller coasters and he's into golf, basketball. It's kind of sporty. And yeah. Are you quite sporty? Do I look sporty? <laughs> I was being polite. <laughs> No, Alan, I'm not. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... So where did you go on holiday as a child? Oh, my God, we had the best holidays. We loved them. They were so low-fi, low-key. So we had a caravan and we'd go on caravan holidays. It was the smallest caravan ever. (laughs) But we were always down by the beach and we went to these beaches that are now... They look very different, but back then... Mm. There's a place where these fairy penguins come in and they're only like the size of like a pint and they come up uh, to the beach at dusk and they'd just be us sitting there. You get some fish and chips, you sit on the beach and it was just absolutely beautiful. Um, So, yeah, caravan holidays, we all loved it. Me thinking about doing that now (laughs) with my child, no, fun as a kid but for an adult. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't yeah, think yeah. I could do it. <laughs> and you're over here promoting your range on QVC. Tell yeah. me everything. Yeah. Is it so, women's? Is it men's? Can I get it? Does it go XXXXL? Well, <laughs> briefly, it's, um, I mean, mostly I concentrate on petite, which is oh, for bollocks. short people. It's not a dress size. It's for <laughs> short people. In the petite, we do sizes from 6 to 22, mm-hmm. and then I also do the regular size. Yeah. And then within that, there are some piece, pieces that are unisex and I'll call those out Ooh. and guys have been sending me pictures wearing them and I would love, love, love to do a menswear range yeah. too because me being petite, which is just short, very hard to find clothes. That I'm fit. quite stumpy. Would and I fit in? Well, how them? tall? How tall are you? Five foot nine. No, Five. you've been the regular sizes. You've been the regular. Oh. Um, but yeah, petite is like under five six. Yeah. Um, so I'm five two, but I've got friends that are four eleven. It's very 4'11". hard. Very hard oh, to a find clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Four eleven. Wow. Yeah. So you you either can't find clothes or you're having things altered. Costs a fortune. At one point, I could walk into my wardrobe. Yeah. And there was not one thing in there that hadn't been altered. So no. you're talking an extra ten, twenty, fifty, or a hundred, depending on how complex the outfit is. Yeah. To alter it to fit you, extra on every single yeah. thing hanging up. So I started. That's going to cost a fortune. Yeah. So I started doing uh, petite clothing in Australia nine years ago Mm. and then I've been doing it two years here and, you know, I want to keep expanding it through different countries and stuff. So it's it's definitely a passion for me. It's not just like I fling your name on something. No, no. It's really something that I've done for years. My grandma taught me how to sew and it's just sort of been in the family. Oh, wow. Yeah. Going on a long-haul flight, why not choose a pillow from our extensive menu? Pillows are made of eider-down, goose feather, 
Victoria sponge, barbed wire, concrete or granite. Enjoy. Do you ever go on holiday with Kylie? We we haven't had the chance to really holiday. I guess the last place we were at together was Santa Barbara, which was beautiful. We were once flying home together from LA and uh, I'd been there on holiday but she was there at work. And she's like, when are you leaving? I'm like, it's on this day. I'll see if you can get on the same flight. So we're on, on the same flight. It's quite a long, um, you know, 16 hours to get back to Melbourne from there. Get on board. You settle in, right? <laughs> so we're settled in and then about five hours into the trip, the pilot says, very sorry, we've got a very sick passenger on board. We have to turn back. Oh, no. We're going to land in Hawaii because um, the passenger is not going to make it to Melbourne. So we're, we're like, okay, you know, I hope, hope this person's okay. So we, we ended up. When people say, have you ever been to Hawaii? And I said, accidentally. And they're like, how can you accidentally go to Hawaii? I said, well, I wasn't meaning to go there. So we ended up in Hawaii and we had this, I don't know, we was there for 12 hours. We had the most magical, it felt like a week holiday, this magical time together. Um, so, yeah, sometimes these things just yeah. just happen. What gets you go when you're holidaying? Or do you complain or do you get your other half to complain? Um, I'm not really a complainer. But what would really piss you off? Noisy room? Smelly room? I don't like being near the lift where, you know, people are coming out being noisy. Ping! It's usually me. I'm arriving back at the hotel (laughs) loud. But, um, yeah, I don't really like that. But I'm... You've never complained, you've never gone, I'm Danny Minogue. Have you ever said that? No. I, I'm, <laughs> no. I mean, the place I'm in at the moment, the lift isn't working. I'm three flights up. I've had to carry all my luggage up. <laughs> I still haven't complained about it. I'm like, no, it's fine. Oh, it's you're fine. so lovely, Danny. I just don't like stress. I can't deal with it. Don't want it. You just give off such good vibes. Thank you, Dom. You too. Yeah, I bet you're a big complainer, though. How dare you? <laughs> No, I do the stirring, and when do I was with stirring. my partner, then my partner would go and have the row, and right. then I would go, oh, leave it, Paul, leave ah, it. But I've stoked and you, do, do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't stand a smelly room. Thanks. Yeah. Well, sometimes I remember when I was filming a show called The Big Breakfast, and we had, oh my God. We had the eggs, eggs on, egg on legs your face, egg road on your show. Face. And we, we went all around the country and we were staying at all these little places. Most of them were haunted. Like, you know <laughs> when you walk in that room and you're like, it's cold and things are moving around that yeah. that wasn't there before. Yeah. We've got a mutual friend, Christian, and yeah. he, he was uh, staying in a cottage in Cornwall and he heard someone go, help me, into oh his Oh, my ear. God. And he... He just couldn't stay. Well, I wouldn't, would you? Oh, Help my God. That when you're in a... <laughs> That's horrible. So you're <laughs> away a lot. What what comfort things do you take with you when you travel? Do hey, you take... It's, it's not Danny Minogue's life's no, a beach. I want to know. Get your, get your own <laughs> act. Um, I always take a nice book. I leave a charger in every hotel room because I always forget my charger and I just leave it there. I've got the amount of money I spend on chargers. That's about it, really. My AirPods. 
Yeah. What do you take? I mean, what do you do on this? Have you got any hacks for like jet lag? Because in Melbourne, oh my God, four days I was walking the streets at 3 a.m. in the morning like some camp Jack the Ripper. uh, I was walking up and down. I just, I've never been so awake. Yeah. I'm not even this awake in England. You just, (laughs) you need sleeping tablets and you go, now is sleep time. Yeah. It is sleep time. Apps, meditation, Mm. sleeping eye masks. So it's like, okay. It's dark now. I just tell my body it's night time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is sleep time. Um, and what's it like missing your kid and your husband? It's so hard. It's really hard. Because you're on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's hard because, like, when I call them, I'm in the morning, they're at night time or vice versa, and it's you're in just in different yeah. frames of mind and it's hard. When I was in Australia, I'd ring my mum up. She'd say, oh, what have you done? Well, I've been sleeping. Yeah. I mean, it's the morning. That's it. I've just been in bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing anything. But did you like Australia? I love Australia. I love yeah. the people. I love I love Melbourne. And I know every, every, I've had Melbourne or Sydney, but I think Melbourne, I mean, the restaurants there, you could dine somewhere different every night. Yeah. You must love Melbourne. Yeah, it is, it is definitely, it's more European. It's more um, based around... Food. I've got a lot of um, Italian and Greek friends, and I mean, even you go to their homes and their mums have cooked, and oh, oh it's just wow. incredible. Um, so yeah, no, it's a cool, it's a cool city. Most people just fly into Sydney and yeah, see that. Yeah, it's a shame because I, I love Melbourne. I, I spent so much time because that's where all the TV places are when I was promoting yeah. my show and everything. Yeah. But, I mean, the d- food. Oh God, amazing. Yeah. What are you like on holiday with? Um, do you try? Street food? Will you have like crickets or bat? <laughs> have you eaten a cricket? <laughs> In Mexico, I did. I had cricket you did. pizza. <laughs> yeah. But they, did, eat, did they, they you eat do... them like peanuts over there. I mean, have you done the worm and the tequila? Yeah. You have. Yeah. Honestly, no, I but couldn't it's do that. Hallucinogenic, though, when you go off your tits. Um, I did it on Chatty Man. You know, I had that globe. Yeah. I started hallucinating. Oh, my God. Of course, you can't have it now because of the animal rights people because you are eating a worm. But, yeah, I started, wow. started seeing all different shapes. Oh, my God. I know. And do you know what happened How the next day? How long did that last for? I couldn't sober up. And I've ever told you this. I was taking my dogs for a walk and Bev dropped, Bev's the dog, dropped the ball in the serpentine. I tipped, <laughs> I bent down to pick the ball up and I fell in. <laughs> I was just soaking and I walked across Hyde Park and you know you see people pulling their kids away. <laughs> it's like all the tequila went to the front oh. of my head and just pushed me oh, in. Oh my God. Because on the news, when you see the footage, the dogs jump in to save them. No, they didn't. They just sit there <laughs> wagging their tail thinking, what's this chicken it. doing? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. What's your favourite yeah. drink? I like a rosé. I love Kylie's rosé. Yeah, she's got a the prosecco is beautiful yeah, too. Yeah. Look, I like most things: uh, champagne, wine, um, <laughs> tequila. My partner's just got me into um, whiskey. I never thought I would Ooh. ever drink whiskey, but he likes whiskey and cigars. Yeah. I don't smoke the cigars, but no. <laughs> um, a nice whiskey, I don't mind. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Nice, Unexpected. <laughs> I never see you having a whiskey. I know. He's good at making cocktails too. Yeah, so yeah. on a weekend we'll, you know, just make some fun cocktails. Me and Amanda have been hammering apple spritz 
Oh, yeah, yum. What is April? I don't even know what we're drinking. What is April? I don't know. It's orangey. It's bitter. God knows. God knows. (laughs) But it's very refreshing. You're 100 years old. You've got all your faculties. Where do you want to be in the world? You've got your rocking chair. You've got your little blanket over it. What do you want to? Where do you want to be? What is your place that you call home? God. See, I can be deep on this show. God, you are. <laughs> Ooh. Well, my grandma's 103. She's turning 104 in December. What's her secret? Well, she's Welsh. So she said she grew up on a dairy farm. They ate well. They yeah. ate proper food. They never had junk food. Yeah. And she's strong. Um, where would I want to be? Um, I think life simplifies. You don't want a lot, but no. you just want the things that, you know, make you feel good. I mean, for me, it's just family. I don't know. It could would be, it be anywhere. Melbourne? Melbourne? I don't know. I don't know. We've got a beautiful family farm. Yeah. That's got a great view and that's like where we all get together. So mm. once you're there, you like all the kids come, then their friends come. So yeah. you see it all going on. So pro- nice. probably be there, the farm. This is your captain speaking. We are on our final approach to our destination. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Well, we're about to start our descent, mm. but we've just got time now for the for quick one more drink. fire round. <laughs> one more drink, yeah. Get the whiskey and I'll have a cigar. <laughs> Mint tea or mojito? Mojito. Topless, hot mess. Would you go topless? Would I, yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show your puppies off. <laughs> Alcar or Algarve, would you rather go to Portugal or go on holiday with TV's Alan Carr? TV's Alan Carr. <laughs> oh, come on. Mile high or no thanks, I'm too shy? No thanks, I'm too shy. <laughs> no. Nudist no. or not on your Nelly? Uh, nudist, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like a bit of naked swimming in the dark under, you know, the stars. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You might see me floating by in the serpentine. <laughs> <laughs> With the, the worm in my mouth like Silence of the Lambs. And last but not least, tip them or fuck them. Do you tip well or do you think, fuck them, I'm never seeing them again? Tip them, yeah. I knew you would, Danny, because you are a good soul. I knew it. Got to. Yeah. Have you ever had a waitressing job? I've never had a normal job. Like, it's the only thing that I've done. So the first job was at seven, that was acting, and then it was singing after that, and that's it. No paper round, nothing. Do you remember Cafe 191 in Sydney? I was dish pig there when I was a, all the fit, you know, a sexy at Oxford Street is all the gays are fit and sexy. Well, because I was ugly, I was made dish pig. And so I was just in the back and um, they'd ring the bell and go, dish pig. And then I would come with my marigolds and put all the dirty washing. I became a bit of a celebrity. Oh my God. Yeah. Dish pig. How long did you do that for? Uh, just a couple of months. Oh my God. Was that. Um... Character building? It was character <laughs> building. And then there was art nightclub and all these Oh, yeah, ah. Yes, it was round the corner and then all these gays would be queuing up to go in there and then that's where I'd have to put the bin. 
Oh, so yeah, the bins at the back of Ark because that's how we would get in to do shows <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Ark was awesome. Ark was great, weren't yeah. it? I'd throw me marigolds off and I'd go there and party. Oh, I love being young. You'd <laughs> think of doing it now, wouldn't you? Nah. Thank you, Danny Minogue. I love you. Thank you. I expect my luggage first out yes, at the carousel. Yes. If you'd like to go and collect your emotional baggage. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, love. Thanks. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Oh, thank you, Danny. That was so much fun. And don't forget, everyone, I Kissed a Boy can be streamed now on BBC iPlayer. And her fabulous fashion collection is available through qbcuk.com. To all you frequent flyers here on Alan Air, remember, life's a beach. Thank you. Over now. Hi guys, Fatia El Ghori here. Quick question, bruv. Do you like to laugh? Do you like to give money to good causes? Course you do, bruv. Course you do. Well, listen, on Thursday, the 2nd of November, Hackney Empire, I'm hosting a comedy night with a star-studded lineup. Heard of Rob Beckett, Jack D, Kerry Godiman, Axel Blake, Joanne McNally, Harry Hill. Well, yeah, I pulled some strings, didn't I? They're all going to be joining me to raise money for the British Red Cross, Morocco Earthquake and Libya Floods Appeal. It's a win for your dopamine levels and your morals. So get your tickets at Hackney Empire or Ticketmaster. See you there, innit? Politics. Sport. Climate change. Culture wars. I'm Jack D. And I'm Sean Walsh. These are just some of the things... We won't be talking about it in our podcast, Oh My Dog. Not that we, we couldn't if we wanted to. Oh, of course, of course we could. We're both well known for our scathing satire and social commentary, but we've decided to set that aside to talk about our favourite subject. Dogs. What's your voice for her? I go into that persona that I don't know who it is when I go all shrill and like, Rolly! No, and it's really needy. <laughs> Show <Yeah>. me some affection. <laughs> okay. Come on, Beth. Come on, get on the bed and thinking, oh, there's something wrong with her. And then when you put your glasses on, you've just been shouting at a brown towel on the floor. <laughs> you know what? Like, Bev, are you okay? I cocoa butter my body from top to bottom every morning. I don't know I'm getting to this. That's, not... <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good to know. We've got an exclusive. <laughs> I always like to give like one exclusive to each podcast I go on. And this is yours. Join us on our podcast, Oh My Dog. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at omdpod. Hello, I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. And we host the brand new podcast series, Memory Lane. Each week, we'll be taking a trip down Memory Lane with our very special guests as they bring in four photos from their past to talk about. And Jen and I will be doing new episodes every week. Come on, we can all be nosy together. Memory Lane Podcast, available now.